talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Bag the bad champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. Then throw Boyd in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, show Boys had it really gritty. They tried to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, ride to the go and get it. Never know what's gonna happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all fact. And came across nobody yet that seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Von gon' ring your I know we under they skin, them boys built frail Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend Right behind them Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins Jesse Bates in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill Instant gratification every time that they on the field We can't go back to what we was cause that's the losing weight It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight. It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash Every week it seem like Lou digging deeper in his bag And if the game on the line, all my favorite money match I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. That's right, y'all. They gotta play us. What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found that show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,339 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you're watching on X, Twitter, whatever you call it, or Facebook, and you haven't subscribed to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button, hit the bell for notification. Every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing Super Chats. So I know I didn't tell everybody who's going to be on the show today, but I got the man. I got Ace Boogie on here, you know. New Stripe City, that dude. If you got something you want to ask him, give me a super chat. If you want to support the show, give me a super chat. I greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. It's a glorious place down here. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And you know what? We're in every single day. We, Like I said, we hit the jackpot when we got Joe Burrow. That's why that's the perfect name. And I would just guess it. I was down at the pro shop today and I saw a, a Snoopy Joe cool shirt. And I'm like, this like seriously brings back bad memories. Cause that's exactly the shirt that 
Joe Montana had made in the 80s, and they called him Joe Cool. I said, don't want to understand why we want to call Joe Burrow Joe Cool. You can call him whatever you want. Quit calling him Joe Cool. Just brings up bad memories for me because Joe Montana beats for two Super Bowls. Anyway, if you want any of the Jackpot Joey stuff, go to jackpotjoey9.com. Portion of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow. Hunger really fun the Joe Burrow Foundation. Also, the beer is out. It's at Brink Brewery and a lot of Kroger's and lots of stores uh, near you. So make sure you guys go check that out. What's up to everybody in the chat? Uh, I think Strangers first. Strangers first. And Brad was in there. Crypt keeps in there. Uh, Jerome's in there. Jeff's in there. Lindsay's in there. Kevin, Matt, what is going on, everybody? Let's get to it, baby. It is week one. It is Battle of Ohio. I'm ready to go. I wish they were playing already. I know Ace has already been talking smack to Browns fans because I've been following him on Twitter. So let's get to Ace. What's up, my man? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Oh, uh, dude, I am so fired up. I am ready for week one. I want to go whip the Browns' ass. Yeah, bro, I'm ready to run through a while, man. Ready to run through a while already. Can't wait until the season has started. I always get this excited because, you know, all the way up until this point, it's been fake games. We're going to have everybody out there, number nine, Battle of Ohio. Let's sure. get it. Week one, let's just get right into it, bro. Exactly, exactly. Now, I was hoping – to be able to come on the show and announce, you know, Joe Burrow's contract, but that hasn't happened yet. I'm still, dude, I'm still not worried about it. I mean, one thing uh, Lombardi said on Pat McAfee's show today, which I, I agree with, he said that, you know, Mike Brown said he's going to pay Joe Burrow. And Mike Brown says he's going to pay him. He's going to pay him. I, I'm still I'm still curious if it's Joe's waiting on T's contract or are they intertwined. I'm like, Ace, man, at this point, I'm like, I don't know what else it could be. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure what the holdup is, but, uh, but I'm not worried about it. Are you? No, I'm not worried about it either, man. I think, like you said, we all know that Mike Brown definitely plays quarterbacks, offensive players for sure, wide receivers. So, you know, I think the holdup is probably figuring out a way to structure it so that they can keep T, can keep Jamar going forward. So they probably have to figure out how they want it structured. Who knows if it's going to be the same or similar to the Justin Herbert thing. Honestly, didn't think that that was the right structure. I think something more of an eight-year extension or something like that and push it up to 10 years would be better suited for us because we're competing with Pat Mahomes and, right. and the Chiefs over there. And them having that ace in their pocket, we want to be able to match that and be able to adjust from year to year. So I think that's possibly what it could be. I'm with you, though. I'm hoping that Joe Burrow is like, hey – I'm going to hold up some leverage here and say, go ahead, get the T. Higgins deal done first, then get mine done. Whichever way they do it, I'm sure that it'll get done. I don't think yeah. that we have to worry at all. I mean, this team is – they already extended Trey Hendrickson, which we didn't see that coming. I, so. dude, honestly, Ace, I thought Trey was going to get cut after this year, to be honest, because they drafted Miles Murphy. That, that was my thinking. I did not think they would keep him. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I felt like he was kind of going to be the heir apparent like you thought as well. Um, in terms of Miles Murphy, but then they went out and did that. So I just think the culture has changed, man. And I think that they're trying to do it, but they're trying to go about it the smart way. And, you know, hopefully we'll get some signs here that something big will happen this week. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Obviously, all of us are looking forward to it. But no, it's it's not something that I would panic over at all. Right, exactly. Brad, now, I haven't heard this, but Brad says, wow, they're reported that there was something with the wording from Joe's agent and the contract was worth around $300 million, which, uh, yeah, he's going to be the highest paid quarterback. I mean, I'm not <laughs> – he's going to blow everybody out the water. I'm like, I, I, if you guys don't think he's going to get, get as much money as he can, he's going to. It's just a matter of how they structure it. So he – because he because he, he said that – or Jamar said that Super Bowl last year, he knows 
Joe knows what he has to do to keep his weapon. So Joe wants to keep everybody, but he also wants his money. So they're right. they're a structure. So I mean, I mean, if I don't know where Brad, I don't know if you heard that or not. That's the first thing I've heard anything from either side, either Burrow side or the Bengals side. Yeah, I haven't heard much. Um, I've heard some things that something could happen this week. We'll see if that comes to fruition. Don't want to become a meme after this. So we'll see if something happens. But the good thing, too, is that, you know, Joe is also getting endorsements. You know, I'm not endorsed by these guys, but little body armor (laughs) money might help a little bit, might go a long way. And then we kind of talk about the care source that the Bengals just announced today, yep. getting new partnerships, Donatos, stuff like that. All of that adds up. And then obviously with us supporting the Bengals, going to the games, you know, buying season tickets, buying stuff at the game, merch and stuff like that. Obviously, that'll help the team as well. So I'm not really worried about it. I think we can we can definitely get it taken care of. Yeah, I'm not worried about it either. I, like I said, let's let's forget the contract. It's going to happen. Ace, it's week one, baby. We've been waiting for this all summer. It's going to be Miles uh, Garrett versus Orlando Zeus Brown. That's the matchup I want to see. I want to see Zeus shut him down. Now, Garrett has been known to move from side to side. Yeah. He might match him up against Jonah, which, you know, he's got the best better of Jonah. But I, I, I think Jonah is going to be a better right tackle than a left tackle, just my own opinion. But, I mean, people keep asking me, like, are you, are you worried about this week? And I'm like, no, because they're like, oh, the Browns got a number. Like, look, they've beat us, I think, the two times that they – that they've beat us, or, or the few times, the couple times they beat us, we didn't have our full team. I mean, that's right. what, I mean, yes, last year Halloween, it was an awful game. They beat us. Hats off to them. You know, yeah. they did. I'll give them credit for that one. But the other ones, we didn't have our damn full team. I'm like, they're like, oh, we got your number. I'm like, bull crap. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And one of those games, like. I remember we already had the season wrapped up, so we weren't even playing starters. Like, Jamar Chase played for, like, a series, and they put their starters out there and barely beat us in that game. For me, like, I, I agree with you in terms of the matchups. Miles Garrett is just – he's just a superhero. We're really a super villain in our talks right, right. Um, as far as what he does for them. But the one thing that I want to see and I think that we can get by with is them having that new op- defensive coordinator, excuse me, in Jim Schwartz. Right. And in that defense – the thing, though, is, is that he likes to, like, run the letter cover one and cover three. So right, right. good luck running that against the Migos. And <laughs> so the fact that we do have Zeus, like you said, he's going to be able to limit what they can do. And then with us having him, that just makes the line stronger. So it makes our right tackle position stronger, even though, not going to lie, I'm a little terrified of, of Jonah versus Darius Smith. But all in all, I think this team, when you look at it, five linemen, that is the best line that we've ever had against Miles Garrett. And then you talk about the fact that they're not going to have Denzel Ward. So talking about Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd going against those corners that they have over there without Denzel Ward. And then the guy that everybody's forgetting about, Irv Smith. What is Mm -hmm. Irv Smith going to do against those linebackers? I want to see him broke out wide. That's what I'm curious to see about Irv Smith. I want to see him wide because – because we're going to go wide. It, it could be five wide receivers. It could be four wide receivers and Irv Smith. That's that's the difference yeah. that Irv Smith gives us from either C.J. Uzama or Hayden Hurst from last year. For sure. No, I agree with you. I think the amount of weapons that this team has is going to make it hard for the Browns, I think, on both sides of the ball. Uh, obviously, like some of the things that teams like to do against us is blitz. That's not really what Jim Schwartz does per se. So it'll be interesting if they give the the Bengals time to throw on cover one. Uh, I don't know if that's going to bode well for them. 
<laughs> now it's kind of game on supposed to try to join us. He's he's stuck at traffic. I was kind of waiting, trying to wait to talk about okay. Yoshi till till he got on here because I was on, on your on your show. Well, you weren't there, you were busy with uh but with, with me and game on and and uh Zim was on there on and we're talking about Yoshi back in the draft. And I, I said I honestly think he would be a practice player, is what I said. Mm-hmm. And I was completely wrong. I mean, he has been like ace if he can do what he did in the preseason, if he could do that. He's your number four wide receiver by by week two, week three. I mean, he's been unbelievable, dude. Yeah, Yoshi is unbelievable. I mean, watching this kid, I think I actually ended up doing like a little all 22 on him. I like the kid from day one. I mean, I play receiver myself, so sometimes I know what to look for. And a lot of people were calling him raw, and I just didn't see it. Like I saw him playing against, you know, lesser competition, but I didn't see a wide receiver that wasn't, you know, polished. You know, he right. did have route running ability. He had run after catch ability. He was able to dominate against the competition that he played against. And then I also looked at once he got to, I believe, the senior bowl and started going against guys that were supposed to be, you know, second round corners. Tyreek Stevenson held his own against those guys, was able to get physical with them. I mean, you t- talk about the body type that he has, 6'3", 211 pounds. That's generally what the Bengals kind of look for. Right. He's got that. He's got the speed. He's got the athleticism. And then he's got it up here. He's got the smarts. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's he went to Princeton. Really <laughs> yeah, we know he's a smart dude. Yeah, I, I, mean, sure. I, I agree with all that stuff. My my, my issues were I, I knew he's athletic. He was a, a with a tri- triathlon. Is that what it was? Tri- tri- yeah, heptathlete. athlete. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I knew he's athletic. Mine was the route tree running, the the the, the yeah. learning the playbook, the you know, the the He's made, I mean, I'm sorry, he played, uh, you know, Ivy League. There's Ivy League and then there's NFL. So the general sure. competition. So that's where I kind of thought there might be more of a learning curve from. And look, we always have that breakout star for the preseason. And sometimes they they they, they are still good in, in the regular season. Sometimes they're not. Now we'll find out yeah. this Sunday. And I, all signs look like he's going to be really the one, good. The one thing, though. He was playing with those quarterbacks, right? right? And he was putting up those numbers. So just mm-hmm. imagine that that kid with Joe Burrow, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, hey, Joe Burrow already likes him. We already hit him a couple of times in, in uh, training camp. So, so yeah, I, I was uh, well. You, you guys heard me. I was up on the, the bridge doing, and I joined one, one of your spaces. And uh, Burrow, let's just get the jackpot. Burrow looked good. I mean, Ace, this whole calf gate, what I keep calling it, has mm-hmm. gotten so. Oh my God! Blown out of proportion. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a calf strain, people. Sam Hubbard recovered in two weeks from his last year. Right. It happened July twenty seventh. Today is what September. Yeah. What say? September third. <laughs> day is September fifth. I mean, yeah. it's been over a month. I mean, come. I mean, Mick Himes on on NFL Networkers or, or NFL Live is like, well, I, you know, I don't know if he's gonna be able to move like he was. It's a calf strain. He didn't tear anything. He didn't tear his Achilles. I mean, look, it hurts. I get it. He's 26 years old. If I'm 48, if I did, I'd probably have for like six months. That's just me because I'm old, fat, and out of shape. He's 26. He's a high NFL athlete. He's going to be fine. I was never, ever worried that he was going to miss week one. And, yes, yeah. Zach hasn't aimed him yet, but he's going to start week one. I mean, I'm 99% for sure about sure. it. <laughs> for sure. I mean, when it first happened, the first thing that I did was – kind of research quarterbacks who have had, you know, similar injuries or, you know, similar grades. And it came up with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers never missed a game with it. He's had it like three times. He actually even had it this season uh, in OTAs where he tweaked it in OTAs 
And then he was able to come back in the preseason and play. And I think I also read something where it said like the average time away is like, I think 37 days or something like that. Mm -hmm. 27 days actually. So, you know, we're well past that. I don't think it's an issue. I don't think Joe Burrow would have came out and did his jogging if it would have been an issue. I don't think that he would have came out without the sleeve and compression sleeve on it at all. Uh, if it were an issue, I think right now it's just gamesmanship strategy, just making sure like, oh, you know, we don't know who we're going to put out there. But wink, wink, obviously right. it's going to be Joe Burrow. And let's be honest. I mean, the Bengals, Zach Taylor doesn't want to play any of the starters in the preseason. I mean, he doesn't. And if he, he this gave him an excuse to not play Joe Burrow. And that's where yeah. I think he took complete of it. He's like, we had a plan the whole time. Yeah, his plan was to not play Joe Burrow. I don't I mean, Burrow was I mean, if Burrow played and it was healthy, he might have played. I don't know, a series in the second game, maybe. If I mean, that. Honestly, yeah, right. if that, I mean, honestly, I don't know if we'll ever see Joe Burrow in a preseason game. That's just uh, as long as Zach Taylor is the head coach because he just doesn't play starters. And I, yeah. I always got to throw this out there. John Harbaugh was, went on his rant after they they you know, lost their undefeated streak for, for preseason, 22 games in a row. Oh, and you go, this man. is why, you know, we play preseason. This is why we, you know, we play these games. And I'm like, you do realize you have had the most injured team in the NFL the last two years. And I think mostly because you play all these meaningless games. So, I mean, right. I just, I'm for getting to week one and having a least amount of injuries. I mean, we got Joseph Osai, who was on the rehab field. Hopefully he only misses week one and he's back week two. But Ace, that's really the only injury we got going on, man. I mean, we're pretty pretty healthy going into the season again. And Joe Burrow's not coming back from an appendectomy, so that's good. Yeah, I agree with you. I think last year was a little different. Joe wasn't able to work out after getting that surgery. He was he actually ended up losing some weight? Whereas with this one, he's been able to work out. And I think you you hit the nail on the head. There's no point in playing these guys in preseason. You've been to the conference finals, you know, two years in a row, Super Bowl the year before that. Uh, you know, last year, I, a lot of people are going to say, oh, they came out a little shaky and stuff like that. Part of that wasn't just the preseason. A big part of that was they weren't expecting the too high shell, right? They didn't right. have an answer for it. They thought that they were, they were going to see it, and but they just didn't have an answer. And honestly, it lingered for a few games. And so now they've seen the too high shell. You can't run that week one and us not know what to do with it. So I'm just with it for us keeping those guys out and Honestly, wish they would have kept Joseph Osai out a little bit longer. <laughs> right. Uh, but more series. But it's, it's that terrible field that, down there in Washington. That field is awful. Yeah, I mean, it's we, trash. It's like yeah. the worst stadium in the NFL. Like, yeah, a lot of people have voted it as, as that. But yeah, I'm with you, brother. I, I don't, I'm not against Zach keeping guys out of the preseason. Right. I don't yeah. want preseason trophies. I don't care if we win a preseason game. I don't, I mean, we went 10, you know, 10 games in a row last year, excuse me, winning until we got to Kansas City. Now, it did come out today that the Bengals did sign a tight end, Zach uh, Zach Gentry. Zach Gentry. Thank you. Yeah, um, he's going to practice squad. He's six eight. He's huge. Um, yeah. Now the tight end room is one that does concern me. I mean, mm-hmm. I I would have bet money that the Bengals would have drafted somebody, but they didn't. Um, right. Like I said, I, I think Irv Smith is going to be a really good tight end as long as he stays healthy. I'm more worried about Sample and Wilcox. I really like the guy. Um, that uh, and I cannot his name escapes me right now. Uh, he played for uh, the Giants last year, and he's on our uh, our uh, practice squad. Eighty seven. Oh. Um, I can't think of his name. I I really liked him. They cut him, and then he went back to the practice squad. He I know looks. Who you're talking about? Yeah, he was, I, like, he was like the best guy. Um, 
that was in the tight end room. He ended up getting hurt for a game. You're talking about uh, uh Tanner Hudson. There it is. Mike Tanner Mike Hudson. Yes. yes. Tanner Hudson. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the I dude. And I cannot, T. Huddy. There you go. I love the dude. And I cannot freaking remember his name. But anyway, my, I mean, honestly, I thought he was going to make the team. I thought he was going to be our number two tight end. But yeah. Wilcox got healthy. We still got Drew Sample. And you know, they are what they are. I mean, Drew Sample is a good blocker. Uh, not a great right receiver. Uh, but Wilcox actually held his own last year when Jeezel. Hayden Hurst went down. Hayden, God, don't get old. Forgetting people's names. Hayden Hurst uh, was out last year. But we do need – I still want to add to that room. So what's your thoughts on – uh, Zach, and, and do you think he gets any ball, get any playing time this year? I actually like the addition of him. I know, like, he was with the Steelers for a while. Uh, he was a pretty solid tight end, but obviously with them having the two guys in there, he was expendable at this point. I think you'll find, like, that he's a solid tight end two and a half, maybe three. Mm-hmm. So, like, he can get in and do some things. He can definitely make some catches and stuff like that. Uh, he was able to get in and have, like, 100-plus receiver yards two years in a row. So, he is a guy that can be productive. I, I think that you're probably getting someone from the vein of Mitchell Wilcox. He's also a guy that played with the Steelers. So obviously he's kind of familiar with what they got going on over there. Obviously the Bengals brought his playbook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Familiar <laughs> with that Steelers playbook, that, that Tom Canada uh, offense that they have over there, which is horrible. Uh, but um, yeah, I think he's a good addition for the team. And I think that if he does get promoted or moved up, at some point, I think he is a guy that can come in and do something similar to what Mitchell Wilcox did last right. year. You're not going to see crazy – like he's not going to come in and go crazy, but he's solid. We're not a, we're not a tight end-led offense. I mean, we're not. Sure. We, it, tight end's more of a check down. I, th- I do think Irv Smith is going to bring more to the room than, than we have had in the past. Now, Brad here says, uh, breaking news from uh, Fox 19 just reported, Joe will discuss his contract tomorrow at 315. Hopefully that means he's announcing <laughs> a contract because <laughs> I know he said, you know, about a month ago, he's not going to talk about it anymore. So that is something interesting. We'll have to see what he says about his contract. I mean, and the other thing too is I don't want to keep talking about Joe's contract, but I mean, he's still got another year. So we technically don't have to sign him this year. I would, I would be shocked if we don't, but that's right. something we, we, you know, we don't have to do. All right. So let's get back to uh, the Bengals and Browns here. So what's the uh, the keys to the to the game? I mean, first of all, let me put it this way: Deshaun Watson. Do you think he has a shot of getting back to the Deshaun Watson in Houston? Because if he does, that dude could play. I, I, I like you know before all this stuff, I, I was a big yeah. fan of Deshaun Watson. I liked him at Clemson. I thought yeah. he was a really good quarterback. You know, all the stuff in the past. You know, whatever. Yeah, um, not whatever is bad. I'm not talking about that. But if he yeah. can get back to the way he was. That's a big deal for for the Browns. I don't know. What's your thoughts? You, do you think Deshaun has a chance, chance to get back to where, the way he was? It's it's tough because I was one of the only one in the camp that thought that he could do that potentially last year. Like uh, but I needed, I needed to actually think about what I kind of talked to Browns fans about before the season, saying that Kevin Stefanski has never really led a passing offense. Like, right. for the most part, he's always led a run-based offense. So, I don't know how those guys are going to mesh because if you're talking about, are you going to see Deshaun Watson from 2020? I believe the last season he played was he was passing the ball at a rate of 60%. Like they're not doing that in Cleveland and I don't see them doing it uh, anytime soon. Will he be as bad as he was last year? No, 
There's no he's way. Better, yeah. The way he played last year, he was worse than Kenny Pickett. So <laughs> no way that no way that that can continue. Right. Uh, but if you're saying that he's gonna, you know, turn back into MVP candidate Deshaun Watson, I don't think so. I think you get somewhere in between that and where he was last season. And then he's also got to gain kind of that familiarity with that system, some of the new weapons that they have over there. This defense is gonna is gonna test him. And I think another thing that big that he missed in those years out was the cover two shell defense. We all saw it. We had to deal with it last year. He didn't really see that. And so he's going to have to get used to that, playing against it, because last year was just kind of the new trend, kind of the new shiny toy of of how to play good quarterbacks. And if he cannot get that mastered down, then I think the Bengals will definitely take advantage. But I think he's somewhere in the middle there. I probably still put him. It was controversial because last year on AFC North Talk, I said that he could be the second best quarterback in the division. I think he's at third. I think he stays at three this season after Burrow and after Lamar Jackson. All right, now Mike here has a good question because I, I can't even name one. Who's Cleveland's wide receivers? I mean, Elijah do know one. The uh, yep, Elijah Moore. Yeah. They have uh, Amari Cooper and they have Donovan Peoples Jones, and then they also have a rookie Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. But I I expect I actually did a little looking at the all 22, they used Elijah Moore a lot. They put him in the backfield, lining him up as a running back, as a decoy and stuff like that. Then you got David and Joku. So they actually have some decent, some decent weapons over there. Now let's go to, you you talk about quarterbacks in the uh, uh, AFC North, Lamar Jackson. Now this is thing Mm -hmm. that I I think is going to be very curious. Lamar Jackson, don't get me wrong, is a, is a really good, Athlete, I, I, I hate to say Cora because Cor, he's not an accurate thrower. He, he's just not. Yeah. But get him outside of the pocket, and he makes plays that nobody else can make. Yeah. Now, the thing I find curious is this new offense. They're getting him all these wide receivers and everything. What they're doing is trying to do is what the Bengals have wanted to do the whole time is keep him in that pocket and make yeah. him throw the ball. Yeah. So, to me, I'm like, you're playing right into our, our hand. Pocket. Right. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, I don't. See, maybe Lamar proves me wrong. I mean, maybe he does, but I haven't seen mm-hmm. it in his, his career. Yes, he can pass, but he's not that accurate. He just go look yeah. at the numbers. He's not. Between the numbers, between the hashes, he's just – it gets ugly between the hashes when it comes to him. Now, he's played in a pro-style offense in Louisville, but I think the last thing that you want to do against this Bengals team – and I don't know what it is about Baltimore. I don't know if it's from ego – what it is because they did the same thing kind of last year, just the opposite way where they're like, Oh, we're going 12. And even though like we're, you're not going to be able to stop us. And it's like, no one's running 12 like that. Like what right. are you what, like, get out of the, the year 2003. Now it's, Oh, well, in order, it's almost like they don't look at the Bengals as the big brother at this point in terms they of, still, they still favorite. think they are, <laughs> they still think they are. So right. they're like, Oh yeah, they have to adjust to us. And it's like, okay, no, no, if you no. were actually studying the Bengals, you would see that the Kansas city chiefs and the Buffalo bills, two of the top passing offenses in the NFL struggled against the Bengals. Uh-huh. So like, yeah, go ahead. Like right. the funny thing is they hate Greg Roman and all of that. Right. But the Greg Roman offense was kind of successful against our defense. It like, worked for Lamar Jackson. What he what he does good. I mean, yep. he. I mean, he he's like Michael Vick back in the day. Uh, Meyer, Randall, Randall Cunningham. These guys 
And it's not, I'm not, I'm not trying to pigeonhole running quarterbacks. Steve Young yeah. was the same way. It has nothing to do with that. It's just that's yeah. what they, they can do that nobody else can. They can create. And yeah. to me, once you take that creativity away from them and make them force them to pass the ball, that's what the defense wants what, them to do. And you're, and you're right about that because I spoke to an NFL player, former Bengal, and me and him were having this conversation and we were talking about like Vic and we, we talked about Lamar and this was when Logan Wilson, like didn't mean to come out and say like, I'd rather him, you know, throw instead. And they took it the wrong way. Yeah. But the, the player told me, he was like, that's what teams want you to do. Because, right. You know, they'll let you throw it and all of that. And, and, you know, in that game, if you remember, there were points where Lamar could have ran, but he chose not to. And that's one of the things, because I cover all of the AFC North teams. And the one thing that you can do is get into Lamar's head by saying that he can't pass. Like yeah. if, if I'm any Bengals player, mm -hmm. any player, the first thing that I'm doing is going out there and saying that he can't pass. Because when he gets into the game, he's going to get in his own head. He'll see a whole wide open field that he can run for a first down and he won't do it. He'll stop I mean, and he'll throw it just to try to prove a point to everybody. I mean, that's the same thing we did to Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game two years ago when we beat him. We didn't want him to get outside the pocket and make plays. He yep. stood there. I mean, just, just remember the play where Sam Hubbard, he ran around and never left the pocket, and Sam Hubbard sacked him, and he fumbled the ball. I mean, they got it back. But, I mean, that's right. what we're trying to do with these guys uh, that can get outside the pocket and can make plays. We'd rather keep you in there, uh, rush four, keep you in there, and drop everybody back and go try to find somebody to throw the ball to. Fair. That's That's the key to – beating these guys now it ain't gonna work every time but i mean you're taking a part of what made them great away from them and that's the that's where i just i don't see i know we're trying to do a browns preview here but i just don't see the, all all the hype with baltimore with you know oh the mars gonna throw the ball i'm like good go go ahead <laughs> that's what i want you to do i like you know I, that's where i just don't get all this stuff like oh you know the, these ravens fans act like oh we got odell beckham which look odell beckham was really good. He still might be really, really, really good, but he's coming back from his second ACL. Now, Trey Flowers, I like him out of Boston College. I think he is going to be a really good wide receiver, but <laughs> you got Lamar Jackson throwing you the ball, and nobody ever wanted to go there. So it's just curious uh, of the uh, people, the way people look at Baltimore and the way they look at the Bengals. I mean, it's freaking Keyshawn Johnson said the other day on his new show that, uh, you know, well, Bengals haven't even won their division yet. I'm like, are you on crack? Like they want it back to back years, dude. I'm like, <laughs> like this, like it still blows my mind that the Bengals are look, Kansas City's number one. You got to give it to them. You know, they won the Super Bowl, but we're, we're right there. And I don't care what anybody says. And it just, and I'm irritated, but I'm like, okay, don't talk about us. That's fine because we're going to go and prove everybody wrong again. But do you find it just an AFC North talk and you're showing like that? Do you still find it weird that, well, I mean, we should be the favorite. I don't know what they're saying. On there, yeah, I mean, so with AFC North Talk, sometimes, you know, some people are going to be real. Some people are going to be like, all right, we made all of these changes because I've been guilty of it because I did it in, I think, 2021. And I was actually being honest. I'm like, you guys, you guys don't realize how good Joe Burrow was. So the fact that we all watch each other's games, though, mm -hmm. uh, I feel like you would have to look at the Bengals as the favorite now. Obviously, there's been a lot of teams with changes, and we've never really seen changes drastically on this level, mm -hmm. especially for the Ravens when it came to their offensive coordinator, because they've been complaining about that for years. Well, and they have to because they got to keep up with us. 
<laughs> they have to. Now there's no excuses. Like for the Ravens, you can't say that it's on Greg Roman. You can't say that Lamar doesn't have weapons. He has those now. Uh, with the Browns, they fixed their biggest weakness, which was the defensive line. So everybody, I think, feels good about their team. But I think in the back of their minds, they know the Bengals are still the favorite. And I think even Q said it would have to take for something like Joe Burrow's calf not being 100% for us to somehow move down to like second or third. And so I think that they all know that it would have to take some kind of something else to happen for the Bengals to not be the favorite. But they're also entitled to their own opinion. I think Sony's got the Ravens. I don't know what Tony has because, unfortunately, Tony's – he retired for this year at least. So, oh, did he? But, but I do know he has some good things to say about the, the Bengals and stuff like that. From, coming from a Steelers fan, so you know that that was tough for him to do. So, <laughs> I think we are the favorite. I think as these games play out, we'll see because this division is so good, you never know. Right. But, you know, you know, you know. Hey, it's, it's AFC North, man. Anything can happen. Now, let's let's really talk a little bit about the about the Squealers. And getting all this hype about Kenny pick six and Pickens and, yes. you know, oh, we're going to be able to throw the ball. And, like, look, I mean, they made some really good plays in training camp and stuff and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I I don't – maybe I'm just being a Bengals fan, but I don't see – I mean, yeah, you've gotten better, which you couldn't be, do much worse. They were kind of awful last year. Right. Um, do you see them making a, a playoff run? I mean, I, I honestly think it comes down to – I'm talking crap about the Ravens, but I think it's between us and the Ravens as far as I'm playoffs go. <laughs> I'm with you. There is a scenario where it does happen to where they can get, I think at best, they can get the second seed. And in order for that to happen, it would be that Baltimore gets out to a slow start because of them learning this new offense, because of them missing the Marlon Humphrey, because of that secondary not having the same pieces at corner. So I think there is a world where they can do that. Mm -hmm. The Steelers haven't been good at quarterback for about three seasons now, so I have seen them make it without having a good quarterback. I mean, they got Tomlin. Tomlin's a hell of a coach. I can't stand Tomlin, him. He's a hell Tomlin of a coach. is all his floor is 500. So he's yeah. always going to at least win and go over 500. The only way that that happens, and it's, it actually is possible because their schedule is easy as hell. I don't know who was, who was bribing the commissioner for that schedule <laughs> that they got, but uh, he's, whoever it was, was giving them some Kenny Pickett sympathy uh, on that schedule. But for me, it comes down to Kenny Pickett and the offensive coordinator. People can right. talk about what kind of preseason he had. I watched this team last year. Tom Canada sucks. I don't know what the Tom Canada offense is. Najee Harris is overrated. From He's Canada. not really good. His backup is better than him, which sounds like a hot take. But if you've actually watched them, you'd know Jalen Warren is actually better than Najee Harris. Mm -hmm. Najee Harris is just a first-round pick. Pickens is good. I'll give him that. Deontay Johnson didn't catch a touchdown last year at all. Still waiting for him to score. Maybe he can score a touchdown in two seasons. They've got talent. I just don't believe in, in Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is the guy where I'm like, he's just a game manager. Now, could he win nine games, 10 games? Yeah, sure. But people saying that Kenny Pickett's going to go crazy this season and they're going to win 11 and 12 no, uh, games. Yeah, they need to get their head checked. I don't know what they're thinking <laughs> when it comes to that. <laughs> All right, well, well he, he finally made it out of traffic. Let's get to the uh, the number. It's either him or Greg as far as the number one Yoshi fan. I'm not sure. Let's get the game on. What's going on, brother? What's up, fellas? What's up, game on? Just dealing you... with some finally stuff over here. Trying to <laughs> hop in when I can, but I appreciate you for having me. 
Hey, no problem, man. I appreciate you jumping on. So, what, what's your? We'll just get your thoughts on Week One: Bengals versus Browns. Is Yoshi Voss going to go off and just like have three touchdowns, or you know, what, what do you think is going to happen Week One? <laughs> I think the Bengals are going to tr- try to control line of scrimmage with their offensive line on that D line, unproven and new. They're going to work uh, the defensive schemes that um, Schwartz is going to bring out. And I think the the Bengals offense is going to take advantage of some of those blitz packages that they might show. They're going to have some open. I think, I think they're really they're really their their biggest thing is just controlling time of possession, controlling line of scrimmage, and being able to work that that secondary of the Browns. I think they do those three things, they're going to come away winning, and I expect them to. They've been planning for it all off season. This is a new scheme for the defense, for, for the Browns. Offensively, they're still trying to figure out the right balance between Watson and Chubb. A lot of people don't know what is Chubb's role this year, right? right. I mean, is he a pass catcher? Are they going to go full-fledged running? Um, are they going to force Watson to be more of a third down? I think they're moving more of a passing offense. And because of that, Chubb's taking a little bit more of a backseat. That's going to take some time, really, to get going. So, well, I'm curious because because like Ace said earlier in, in the show that the coach of the Browns is they've never been a passing team. That's why I think Baker Mayfield fits what he wanted to do more than Deshaun does. Now yeah. they're gonna have to try to to design it to fit around what Deshaun does well. Which I mean, Deshaun is a good quarterback. I mean, I mean he he was. We'll see if he still is now. So and Chubb, we all know Chubb, Chubb's a freaking beast. I mean, Chubb is the best running back in the AFC North. I don't care what anybody says. He, he he's awesome. Most so be- running back in the NFL since he came in. I mean, yeah. easily the best running back in the NFL right now, fellas. But the, the, the thing is, and I always tell the, the Browns fans this, and it's kind of a mismatch for Deshaun Watson because they kind of jump all over the place when they do this stuff. They didn't pay Deshaun Watson $200 million to turn around and hand the ball right. to somebody. Yeah, exactly. Right. They didn't do that. No. That's it. And, 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 guys, if you watched during the preseason, the Browns, I mean, that passing game is still just not – like, there's flashes, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not all the way there. Deshaun's not all the way there. He may never be all the way there. I mean, he took almost two years off. That's that's a lot of yeah. football to miss. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he's missing some short, some short throws. He's overthrowing some guys. The timing's just not there with some of these new receivers. I apologize. That's much. Uh, no, the Browns fans crying because yeah, exactly. the Browns Washington <laughs> players being complete trash. So I, I think I think it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult for the Browns to win this one, man. I think the Bengals are gonna be focused on this first dub. I see them come away with it. I think like twenty-seven to like fourteen is probably where I'd go. Dude, game on, I'm with you. I, I just have a feeling – I've said this from the get-go. Now, I've been down to practice multiple times, and this is the most that I've seen a Zach Taylor training camp where they had their helmets and pads on. Once they put them on, they didn't take them off. And it's been, a, I think, a more intense training camp because, like I said, none of them said it, but I think their goal is to get off to a 3-0, 4-0, 5-0 start – to get that number one seed to play the AFC Championship game in the jungle, I think that is their goal. Because I'm tired about you guys. I'm tired of going to Burrowhead. I mean, I mean, Mahomes hasn't had a, hasn't had to play a road playoff game in his career. He's there. He's always been at home. Crazy. So I mean, let's go see. And Burrow's played almost all of them on the road, except for like two. He's and so 
Right. Let come to come to Cincinnati and try to win that. That's that's the key to me. I think that's why I, I think they're going to boat race the Browns. Obviously, first and foremost, winning a Super Bowl is the number one goal, right? But Absolutely. getting the number one seed is the second piece of that, and securing that, bringing it back to Cincinnati, being able to play that AFC Championship game in Cincinnati is big time, and that's what this team is after this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ace, sure. you, you mean. You and me talk last, or we put it on Twitter last year that you that you thought they were going to start like six and zero, and I was with you. Mm-hmm. I thought we were, we had a good chance to to get off to a good start. Now, the, I mean, the beginning, of the first game of the year, we still if if <laughs> they started out with like six turnovers, yeah. No, but I mean, if if uh, if Harris doesn't get hurt or uh, Clark Harris doesn't get hurt, we win the damn game. <laughs> I mean, people forget that. Yeah, we turned the ball over. Now Dallas, we just got our ass kicked. I mean, they, they that def- that defense was unbelievable, and we we had no shot. But looking at the schedule, and now we have a healthy Joe Burrow. And the offensive line, the interior, three guys are the same as they were last year. Jonas flipping from left to right. You got Orlando, who's one of the best left tackles. Our mm-hmm. offensive line is the best we've had since 2015. I, I think it, this is the year that we get off to those good starts, those 3-0, 5-0 starts. I mean, I, I'm pretty confident about that. I am, too, because when you look at it, you've got – Cleveland, they got their, you know, obviously new defensive system they're working through. Same with the Ravens. I think that that's in our advantage, like to mm-hmm. have a divisional game with both of these teams, you Early. know, having some losses. You talk about Denzel Ward, you talk about New Marlon Humphrey, you talk about learning a new system for both teams. That is very beneficial to the Bengals. And then when you really look at it after that, the next game that I even, you know, think about is probably a Seahawks game. So they have a chance to for sure get off to a pretty fast start. And I think a lot of people aren't realizing that because obviously you see the first two games, they've historically struggled against the Browns in recent history because they like to act like it's all time, even though it's 52 to 47 right uh, right now currently. But, you know, if they get past those two games – Mm-hmm. watch out because you're talking about two half games there. You almost have like a full game lead on the division, maybe even a little bit more um, just by doing that. And the other teams in the division have a somewhat harder kind of beginning of the season than we do. So if we get out to a fast start, this team can do some things for sure. And the thing is, I don't want to hear about the schedules, easy schedules, hard, whatever. Go yeah. look to the teams we ran through last year when we won 10 in a row. I mean, sure. our schedule was – they're all quality teams. So, I don't want to hear, you know, oh, you got to hard this. This team is built to beat anybody any way you want to. I mean, they're, I mean, I, I kind of said this because uh, Dufter was on, on the show with me last night, and I'm kind of like, where's the holes in this team? I mean, they're – we're not – like, I mean, how many times, guys, have we – one and two uh, preseason going, all right, we got to figure out who's going to play right tackle. Okay, who's going to be our RB2? Who's going to be – we don't have that at all. I mean, tight – okay, who's the backup tight end has been the biggest conversation. Who's our backup quarterback? It's backup, guys. I mean, we are as solid as a football team as you can get out there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this, this kind of reminds me of – before Marvin Lewis kind of went off the rails, some of those 2014, 2015 teams where I would even make bets during the preseason because the team was so loaded. It's like, all right, yep. I know that our second and our third string is going to be better than whoever we're facing. And so this team, I think now in the in the Zach Taylor era, it's one of the deepest teams I think we've ever seen. What do you think, Amor? No, 100%, guys. You're, you're saying it all correct. I mean, it, I, Ace, I told you this before, right? When the national media is talking about this team, oh, it might take a step back because of safeties 
or, you know, maybe the offense is going to take a step back because, you know, it's a, it's another year and, you know, maybe the defenses figure out these receivers, whatever it might be. Right. But then our local media right now is saying this is the deepest Bengals team they've ever seen in the mm-hmm. history of their existence. Right. Right. They're spot on fellas. They're spot on. This is a Super Bowl worthy team. We're, we're going to be watching this year. Now, on, while your your kids screwing in the background, I want to read this real quick. He's, for you, excited. Game He's just excited. Yeah, yeah, they're excited. Porkchop wants to know if Game On whips out the shirt that we talked about. Yoshi can complete compete with Greg, uh, but until he shows them nips, Greg's hold <laughs> holds on to the title. So I guess you got to rip the shirt off once once he uh, gets a gets a touchdown. <laughs> oh, during a touchdown. Oh, I I got you. <laughs> I got you on that. Don't see, worry. See, Greg doesn't need any encouragement. He Big Savage just takes his shirt off at, at the drop of a hat. So it was the, the all time tight ends discussion, right? Like the yeah. greatest tight end of all time. Oh yeah. Somebody, I think they mentioned Tony Gonzalez and Greg takes the shirt off and that's it. You know, well, no, he he's always like Gronk. Gronk is Greg's number one. I, I'm like, well, yeah, but Tony Gonzalez is in the Hall of Fame. I mean, just saying. So I, I usually just do that just to piss Greg off. It, work, it works out pretty well. The way. 90s, Tony Gonzalez was like that dude. Him and oh, he was. Stark oh, he was. Those guys, man. Exactly. Exactly. So, so what's the – so, game? I already asked uh, Ace What's your – and I guess you kind of talked about it already, but what's what's your keys for the game for the Bengals? Is, is, are we going to have a consistent running game? We're going to spread them out, throw, throw it all over them? As far as the offense go, we we think the Bengals are going to yeah, do. Yeah, I think I think similar to what we did last year, right? I think you're going to see early pass, um, try try to hit the the soft spots of the zone. I think early they come out in zone, they might mix in a little bit of cover one, cover three. It's just more man concepts. Um, I think we attack those really well and descriptive. We score, um, and then I think you know second half is more of a balanced attack, right? We're going right. to come out running the football in the second half establishing time of possession if we're up multiple scores you know how zach taylor likes to do it man we control that clock we burn them out and in the end maybe we put up a field goal maybe we put up a touchdown but we put the game away now one thing i do want to discuss and i don't think this has actually been established yet as far as uh running backs i mean mixon's number one don't get me wrong i know he's our number one but i don't know if our rb2 rb3 has been established yet so yeah, you, yeah. Well, Travy. Well, I think it's yeah, Travy. It's, it's on the depth chart. chart. They so they released the depth chart. Oh, they did. Okay, okay. So I guess my, more my question is: Is that the way you think it's going to play out during the season? I love Travion. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I think he's honestly it was his job to lose. Yeah. I think he's he's got the best uh, shot of of blocking, which is to me RB two in this offense. You got to be able to do some pass blocking, and I think Travion has got the best best shot to do. It. And I'm really happy for him because when he gets a chance to play, he's really, really good. But what about Chris Evans? Is he actually going to get out there? And Because, dude, he just, you know, teases us with the stuff yeah. he can do. And it's like, it drives me nuts. And I'm like, I want to see this all the time. And then he doesn't get out there. So, I, I, you know, like. I hope I hope he can. Zim kind of slashed my, my Chris Evans dreams like months ago. Like when, when we went into free agency and people were trying to replace Mixon and, and sign all of these players. He was like, they love Travion. He was like, he had talked to people inside the building. He was like, they love Travion. Travion's the guy. They He did tell me that Chris Evans looked better and he was, he was definitely rising, but I don't know what it is. They love Travion. So I think the only way that Chris Evans is able to get RB2 touches like, you know, that share 
is if something were to happen, Lord forbid, Trevion goes down. So I'm not wishing that on him. So no, Trevion, if you're watching, we are I not wishing that on Yeah. I am just giving my analysis. I, I want Trevion to have a healthy freaking season and see what he can do because I think he can actually be an impact player for us. That's the only way I really see like Chris Evans getting on the field in a huge capacity. Now, there is a possibility where he can get a couple touches, maybe like one or two in a game with Trevion being there, but we'll just have to see. I'd love to see Chris Evans on the field. I mean, he's going to be active because of special teams. Just throw him out there as a receiver. Just throw you can you can put him in with Travion. Travion can be the running back. Make Chris Evans a slot receiver. We'll see if they do it. Who knows? Just get give him the ball with some space. That's what I want to see. I actually do think he will get on the field this year, guys. I mean, I think he's proven enough. That's why the Bengals kept him. Well, they they kept Travion around for that reason. When he's on the field, he's producing. Whatever role they're asking him to play, he plays it well. Now Evans is in that more of that RB3 role, but it doesn't mean that he won't see the field. I think he'll get his opportunities this year when his number's called upon. I think he shows up, and I think he shows up more in the pass-blocking game and the pass-catching game than he does the running game, fellas. What do, you, what do you think about Chase Brown? How, much, how many touches do you think he'll get? Because he kind of impressed me a little bit. Uh, in this preseason, scratch, but right, what are you thinking, game one? He might be a scratch. I, yeah, I think early. So we're, early, we're all going to run to have two running backs. Or not, you think Chris Evans is, is a third? Yeah, I, mean, I think Chris Evans for sure is a third. I mean, he's, okay. a, he's also okay. on the depth chart as the number one for I think what kick return game on. So yeah, he'll be on there. I just the only thing Chase Brown would do would be like being a gunner or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll actually be a healthy scratch. And, and I don't, I mean, I haven't seen him excel in that area right now. It's DJ Turner and Andre who are yeah. the backup gunners, the, the the starting and the backup gunner. So I don't see him, you know, taking on that role anytime soon, fellas. I think it's really going to be about him proving it in practice for him to actually see the field. And it's going to take some time for him to become, you know, active, I think on game day, probably, more towards the middle of the season, you might see it it happen. But he he's just got to prove it in practice. And he's got to play better than the two guys in front of him. Right now, one thing I, I've I've said this that I think our run game is going to be more improved because of the offensive line. I don't think we're going to run it more than we did last year. I just think we're going to be more. Uh, it, it's going to it's going to be more effective this year than it was last year, just because of the continuity of the offensive line and the guys have been in the same in the same system. You know. You have an offensive line, you know, Mixon knows these guys better than he knew, he knew them last year. So I, I have a feeling that our, our run game is going to be more consistent. I still think we're going to be a pass-first offense. That's just the way this offense runs. Hey, it, it, it was – the offseason was all about creating explosive runs with the opportunities that you get, right? right? If you only get 10 to 15 opportunities in a game, we better see some explosive runs that will flip the field for you. In that last Browns game we played – I think Mixon ended up having 14 carries for 96 yards. But one big one was the 45-yard run, and I think that was that was pretty much the, the run that kind of sealed the deal for the Bengals in that second half. It kind of gave them that momentum to, to win that game in the end. So, I mean, that's what they're looking for, fellas. They're looking for some of these, some of these runs, whether it be any uh, counter or weak side or toss that will be able to get them down the field, flip the field, and give their offense an, an easier time. Exactly, exactly. All right, guys, you've been on for 51 minutes. Ace, I appreciate you, man. I'm sorry I missed you at uh, Joe Mixon's birthday party. I'm half deaf. You're nah. yelling my name. I couldn't freaking hear anything. And 
it was getting crazy up in there, and this married guy needed to get the hell out of there before. Hey, I did. I didn't see you there, but I caught you in Tampa. So the chances <laughs> of that happening were like a million to one. So yep, yeah. I, remember, I was walking down the stairs, and going, "Ace, hey, okay, what's up?" <laughs> so hey, tell everybody about uh, AFC North talk and everything. Anything else? Winston, which by the way, uh, uh, Mark Dufter kind of gave you guys a shout out last night. He, he, I don't think he did intentionally but he called cincinnati Cincinnati. i'm like hey that's a good podcast i like that one so. no, shout out to you guys for having me on and if you guys are watching this definitely be sure to hit that subscribe button hit that like button this guy does a great job over here but if you're looking for some of my content afc north talk on uh youtube you can find us there we're actually going live tonight at 8 30 and then the Cincinnati podcast with me and zim will be on at 7 30 and then I have some other stuff on Twitter at New Stripe City. You can find me on my own channel, New Stripe City, where I'm starting to shift to a little bit more NFL and NBA talk. So you can definitely find me on all of those mediums. He's a busy man. Make sure you go check him out. Ace, you do a great job. As always, brother, I appreciate you. And hey, if I make it down to Jacksonville, if you're there, I'm going to have to hit you up and we're going to have to get oh, yeah. out. I'll be there. All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. Who day? Who day? Hey, good to see you, Ace. All right, game on. You and my, my boy, Pancake Parker, have got a, a new thing you're doing with Chatterbox. That's right, man. Every every game day, right? Mm-hmm. The end of the game, the fourth quarter, we're grinding five, six minutes to go. You get to see my beautiful face. You get to see Parker. Maybe you get to see Eric at the end of the game, basically breaking it down with you guys, giving you the live reaction, and then obviously the post game right into it with the Maybe the more of an emotional reaction because we're fired up if we win or, you know, maybe, you know, it's it's a really, really bad day. And I don't want to talk to anybody the rest of the day, but you guys get to see me. <laughs> Raider Sean game all will be there. <laughs> Just to let you know, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. So if we're winning, I am the happiest man in the room. But if we're losing or we have lost, man, get out the way. <laughs> you, will get, you will get every bit of somber sadness from me, man. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Make sure you guys go follow Game On. And tell everybody you guys got Twitter spaces. I like like 12 times a day you guys are always on. Next time, man, you go up on that bridge. You better join us. You better tell us. I did join. The last time I was up there, I did join because I didn't think you guys would be able to hear me. It was so freaking windy. We've done it already. We've broken down coverages. We looked at the defense, the offense, what we're doing, who's looking great, whatever. Like, we're giving it all to the fans. That's something that I think. A lot of people like need to start doing with the spaces, like being able to give them live interactions, live feeds, similar to what Chatterbox is doing. That's something that people really need to catch on to. Nobody's really doing that yet. And when we started doing it, I mean, it just it exploded. People loved it. They absolutely loved it. So if you guys, you know, if, if you're bored and you want to hear a little Bengals talk, we're always uh, open um, after work on fi- at 5 p.m. Uh, Tuesday through Thursday, and then Monday and Friday, I usually open one all day long so you guys can get in and get your Bengals takes out. Well, if I am up on the bridge tomorrow and you guys are on there, I will I will try to, to, I'll to, be to join. We'll be on there. We'll be on there for sure. I, I appreciate you, man. I know, I know with short notice, I know you're busy. You got kids stuff, family stuff. I appreciate you jumping on Game On. Hey, man. There you go. Right What's here. up? Hey, he's only one year old, but – uh, he's, he's a got handful. Right, so. He's got the right colors on. He's got orange on. That's right. Always. <laughs> All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. Who day? Who day? <laughs> All right, guys. Make sure you go check out Game On and Ace. 
two of my dudes. They're awesome. So I do want to take this time to uh, tell you guys about the Jackpot Joey uh, Bengals watch party that we got going on this Sunday at RJ Cinemas. I created a Facebook group about it. Uh, like 50 people said they're gone. 33 people are interested. It's going to be a blast. I, I think it's in multiple uh, movie theaters. So you literally go to a movie theater on a big screen and you can watch the game. We got Jackpot Joey beer uh, for purchase there. Their wings are delicious. Go get the, oh, is it the Blackberry? Yes, the Blackberry. That is the wings. I get that every time. I love it. They got a new outdoor facility out there. Cornhole is going to be out there. I think they got a TV out there. So you can watch the game out there as well. It's going to be an absolute blast. It is as close to being at the game without being at the game. You know, just one big freaking party. So go there and check out. Like I said, it's if you guys don't know where it is, check out my Facebook page. I got an event created there. So I'll give you the time. I said noon, but I mean, I'm sure they don't care if you get there earlier than that or not, but I'm probably not getting there till then. But anyway, go check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. They're Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And of course, like I said, you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, or X. I, I'm probably still going to call it Twitter. Uh, Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trotable. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'm also on Threads. I'll be pulling the sound off later on tonight, putting it on the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitch Play. Pretty much wherever you get your podcast, please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a comment and a five-star review so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, my originals, you guys are awesome. Last night was great. I've got, talked to the Mark Duffner. Dude, if you guys missed the show last night, go back and rewatch it. Duff is awesome. I mean, See, I love it when, you know, because I, I, he came up before. I said, how long do you normally go? I said, I go about an hour. And his eyes got big. I said, you don't have to be on that long. You know, you know, however long, you know, you, you can give me. He said, oh, I'll go about 20 minutes. I said, all right. So, finally got going, got talking and everything. And then <clears throat> Greg had to leave because he had his uh, fantasy draft. And then I was like, I know you got to keep going soon too. He goes, no, no, we can stay, stay on. He stayed on for like 45 minutes. I, I love it when he did. I mean, they're, they're having fun talking, talking to me and, and enjoying talking baseball. Or talking baseball. Talking football. But it was a really cool show. Make sure you go check it out. I, like I said, it, it, it was awesome. Duff is a really cool dude, and he's a really good hell of a football coach, too. He's been doing it since 19, well, I think it was the year I was born, 75. That's <laughs> when he started at, at Ohio State, I think. Anyway, but YouTubers, I'm at 2,339 subscribers. None of this could happen without you guys, so I appreciate you. And other than that, Sunday is going to be fun. I cannot wait tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Skinny is on tomorrow. Richard Skinner will be on. Uh, we'll talk some more Bengals, Browns. Remember, it's Brown. Flush it down. Other than that, the Reds are playing tonight. We got to get got to get a win. Got to get a win for the Reds. Hopefully, they pull one out. We are in the playoffs right now. Do you believe that? Got to keep winning, though. Big game tonight against Seattle. Need to win. What a time to be a Cincinnati fan. That's all I got to say. This is awesome. Anyway, other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!